You damn right. Hope everybody is having a good Friday, the first Friday of March. First and foremost, we hope everybody is safe and sound. After last night, winds blew through, rain blew through. For some, it was just a thunderstorm. For some, it might have been a tornado. We hope that you are doing well today. And everybody you care about is doing well today. It's Chad and Zay on this Friday. A lot of stuff to get into, including, yep, the guy that wrote it literally taking a step back. We'll get to that. I'm Chad Hastings, joined as always by Isaiah Collier. Zay, I hope everything is safe in your neck of the woods. What's up? Yeah, we were all good up north. How are y'all? Pretty good, pretty good. My neighbor across the way did have a big section of fence go down. Ah. It sounded like a cannon went off in that neighborhood. We couldn't figure out what it was for a while. Thought it was out back at first. I step out front, big section, and then some of the guttering came down, the yeah. downspout and everything. Yeah, that was uh, that was pretty scary. Thankfully, our fence, you know, stayed uh, stayed good. We kind of ended up on the back side of things, right? And then the rain. We we didn't end up with a ton of rain. Um, so we kind of ended up on the backside a little bit. Uh, I talked to my buddy in Georgetown. My man Rick Sacamano was in the middle of it for a second. They lost power for a while, but they were all right. So we hope everybody is good. Um, I feel for those people that like maybe just got a new roof, yeah. and then something happens, or we obviously everybody just went through this tree thing where everything's falling down. So hopefully you didn't get things that are even worse we've still got tree limbs all over our neighborhood that haven't been picked up oh yeah people are trying to figure out hey is the city coming to pick these up that's gonna go all the way to the summer it feels like like what is the deal here uh i feel like a lot of mayors are getting contacted about that so we hope everybody is good we go into another big sports weekend the combine started yesterday and zay and i yeah, we got pulled in. I know a lot of you did too. We'll talk about that. But first, Zay, we got to talk about this updated story for the Longhorn football team. Uh, today, there's a lot of threes in the date as uh, it is 3 3 23, but it's also three days till spring practice begins. And last night, among all the weather stuff, a story drops about Gary Patterson deciding to, yes, I know, make your jokes, take a step back and <laughs> hang with the family. Chill out with his foundation, which he says, you know, he put on hold to come uh, to come hang with Sark. Gary Patterson stepping away from the job, um, you know, the the analyst job at Texas. For you, Zay, as a fan, where does this story hit for you? What level of concern does it bring you? Were you one of those fans that thought of him as kind of a not stopgap, but like a an insurance policy for Kwiatkowski? What was your reaction when when you heard last night? I mean, obviously. It hurts a little bit for this Texas football team because, I mean, Gary Patterson's just a brilliant defensive mind. We know what he did over two decades down in Fort Worth, but at the end of the day, his role was limited. So him coming straight from TCU and then jumping into this role where he's basically just another eye, set of eyes. You know, he, I don't think he's necessarily yelling at guys or, you know, he, he, he just any way he could help, he did. And him being 63 years old, you know, you hear about him wanting to spend more time with his wife and take her on vacation. Hell, I want to take my wife on vacation. I ain't even 63 years old, so I feel him. <laughs> we all kind of have that feeling right, We all got that feeling, so I, I yeah, really okay. feel him. Like, yeah, we're taking yeah. our honeymoon in June. So when, when he said that, that that, that hit home for me. Mm-hmm. But one thing I also thought of, Chad, if TCU didn't have the success they did this season, would he 
step down like he did. Because hmm. I, I think that that had to hurt. You know, as much as you did for that program, we know what, you know, he did in that 13-0 and season. What was that, 2010 around there with Andy Dalton? They won the Rose Bowl. You know, that, that was pretty magical. We mm-hmm. know that they got the statue in front of them. But to leave how he did last year, basically kicked out. Right. And then for it to be that year. And for it to be that year. Yeah. They come in. I know they didn't win the Big 12, but they got to the championship game with Sonny Dykes in year one, that had to sting. And him being on our side and us definitely not getting anywhere close to that point, I think he realized, you know what, I, you know, and he made that statement about, you know, maybe he could help the college game on a in a bigger a bigger, a scale. bigger scale. I think maybe that was just a reference to the foundation. Okay. That's what I was wondering. I, I thought the same thing. I'm like, wait a minute, is he thinking of an administrative job somewhere? Yeah. But I when he mentioned his foundation, I kind of took that as it's something I'm I, something I care about. It's something I've started, but I couldn't focus on it this last year. And now, if I'm not coaching, I can just really focus in on what what my what the foundation does, and let's go help people. And I thought that's how I interpreted. Okay, yeah. well, yeah, that's fine then. So, hey, hats off to him. I appreciate what he did this past year. The defense was definitely better. It was year one. So now, do you Kwiatkowski? Where's your concern level now with Kwiatkowski moving forward, though? Like, do you have a concern that you really think Gary was a big part of it? Not as much. I think what Tom Herman left, like we saw, like guys like B.J. Foster basically quitting on his team at the end of the season. You know, Kansas State game that Mm -hmm. year. Like, there are a lot of just bad weeds on that team. Which led to that five and seven ball club. So I don't necessarily blame Pete Kwiatkowski. Like, yeah, they were bad, but it was more of the personnel and then them just trying to get their feet wet in year one. I think in year two, when you have guys like Anthony Cook, you know, playing corner for you and. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry, playing uh, uh, safety for you. Yeah. Ryan Watts, guys like him coming in. That leadership. It was just, it was just, they were just better. Like Jalen Ford, the year he had, he should have been Big 12 player of the year defensively. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, DeMario Overshown, like the defensive line, everybody was better with another year in and another year comfortable under PK system. So I don't think it's that big of a step back. Okay. Um, one of the things I'm, I'm wondering after hearing this, by the way, let's give credit to uh, the crew over at Horns247.com, specifically Chip Brown, who got this interview. We had talked to Chip earlier in the season. I guess it was maybe, I can't remember if it was right after the season or not, but talking to Gary Patterson where he had mentioned a 50-50 idea of if he was coming back or not so chip ultimately is the one that got this conversation so shout out to him for that did you know notice that he said to chip twice it felt like unprovoked twice uh, you know i could get to august and just decide that i want to come back and we'll see if this job's been filled did you catch that yeah that's an odd thing to say here's what i wonder about gary patterson is he the kind of coach that can go jimmy johnson or is he the kind of coach that has to be Bear Bryant, because one of those guys was able to go get on a fishing boat, get a tan, have a hot girlfriend, and enjoy life. One of those guys was dead in two months after he stopped. Yeah. So where's Gary Patterson? To me, he feels like a hardcore coach on one side, but recently he's felt a little more free to me. Showed up at Big 12 Media Days a couple years ago, and I wanted to talk football, and he wanted to talk music. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Cool. 
awesome. And he started talking about people he'd worked with and guys he'd done songwriting with. So I'm hoping that that was just sort of a weird little slip for him a couple times because I've never heard anybody do that. I'm taking a step back. Now, if I decide in August, I'm not. You never know. Uh, but hopefully he is able to get away from it. He feels to me like a guy that can unplug, get away from it. You know, again, getting into the music thing, literally having a song called Take a Step Back and Take a Look at Your Life and Classic. all that. He's talking about R.C. Slocum in this interview and reassessing your life and how much life you have left and all that. So all the best to Gary Patterson. I hope he figures out what he uh, you know, does something he wants to do over the next couple of years, hanging with the family, and hopefully, Zay, that voice can get to stabilize itself in a way we may have never heard because he's had a hoarse voice the whole time we've known him. Yeah, and that's messed up the singing career. Which, that's true. Oh, you never know. Let's let's keep. He, he probably came down to the ATX thinking that he could take off with the music career, knowing the opportunities that you have, Austin City, music capital of the world. Mm-hmm. And you know, like you said, with the voice, it just didn't pop off for him. Can you imagine if he can calm that voice down where he's not yelling at players or dealing with football? He might sound like Pavarotti. You don't know. Was he? He might sound, he might be able to belt it out. Was like, he yelling at players though? Like Iglesias or John Legend? Actually, he Whoa. probably wasn't. John Legend. Actually, he probably wasn't. I would love to see Gary Patterson sing "All for Me" <laughs> and "All for You." Oh, it'd be fantastic. That'd be amazing. Fantastic. Best of luck to Gary Patterson. Whatever he's going to be doing over the next year or so, we'll hey, see. We'll see if he can stay away from it. You know, whatever he's going to do, he's going to break a sweat. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. <laughs> He's going to break a sweat. My man sweats. And you know what the other good news is for you, Zay, and a lot of uh, Longhorn fans that are listening right now? Y'all don't have to deal with that optic anymore. Now, those pictures will still be out there, but no more continuing optic of him in your gear. Because that was weird. Just weird. What do you mean? The visor was on point. Him in full the Longhorn bur- gear? The burnt orange visor that, was on point. That was weird. I'm not saying he didn't look good. He looked good. It's just the, after all those years in purple. That was tough. It's a what? weird thing to see. Just strange. You uh, got that you, purple tacky. You, it's tacky. So you got used it's, to it. Yeah, this is the first time okay. Gary had style in a minute. All right. Fair enough. Uh wonder if you keep what if he keeps the Longhorn gear? He better. Does he have so now is he gonna have Longhorn gear and TCU gear? If I see Gary on this vacation with his wife and they're at a seaside restaurant having some fish tacos and a margarita, what's he wearing? Is he wearing TCU purple? Texas orange? Or like his own tour shirt? Gary Patterson live mm. in your town. I would say just wear both. Wear a TCU Ooh. purple polo, some burnt orange khakis. TCU fans will not like that. <laughs> TCU fans it's about what they like would not like that. That would be that would mean you guys had had way more effect than TCU fans would have wanted to admit. All right, Gary Patterson stepping down from his position at Texas. Three days away from spring practice around here. It's only forty three days till the spring game. Lots of stuff going on, including day one of the combine yesterday. Oh yeah, let's dig into it. You got to love the combine. Um, every year I hear people bellyaching about the combine. It's the underwear Olympics. It's this. How do you tell? You can't tell anything. Blah, 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 blah. And then something happens and it resets us back to, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. This, for whatever it is, good or bad, it is a show. I heard Rod Baber say it yesterday afternoon. Just remember it is entertainment. Remember it's a made for TV event. And Zay, the big name I think that most people are hitting from yesterday. Let's just start with Nolan Smith. We'll get to the Longhorns. But Nolan Smith, 
of Georgia, a guy that got banged up during the season, a guy that missed a significant portion of this season. He measured in at 6'2", 238, edge rusher. He ran a 4.39, and it was spectacular. Yo. I, I mean, did you see that 40? Fan was flying. And, I mean, to be injured all year long. I, I remember looking at him on the sideline, the camera doing B-roll, talking about him missing games. And he was very into the game, which obviously he's a good teammate. But, yeah, four three nine for somebody his size. Mm. You just think about what Kirby Smart's doing over there in Georgia. Like, it, it's just ridiculous how many guys that they've put into the league these last two years. That's why you've seen these last two national championships and – they just got they got more guys like that. He wasn't the only one from Georgia no, that did not. well yesterday. So we know what's going on with Jalen Carter and stuff. But man, yeah, Nolan Smith he showed out. Very mm. impressive what he did. The ten yard split was one five two. You can tell quickly if you haven't watched if you haven't watched forties in in a year and you haven't watched them this year. You know how it is when and when they first take off. Or you know. You yeah, know you're yeah, watching you know. something special. They had the video of his teammates at Georgia watching at the facility, and then he sold the facility. Did you catch all that? No. He's interviewing with Stacy Dales. St- is that Stacy Dales, right? On the sideline, and all, this, and she's like, "Where are those guys?" Where? And he's like, "Oh, that's at our facility." He goes, "Yeah, our locker room is awesome." And then he oh, looks, and then he, dude, he looks, yeah. then he looks right into the camera and goes, "We just got a new locker room. We just got new. We, oh, we got a new restaurant." Damn. He said, "We got a restaurant in there." Shout out to Miss So and So and our culinary experts and but he was listening to it all out and he said if you're looking for a place to go Yo, go to georgia you know they found one of the best sisters that could whip up the best type of soul food in Ooh, atlanta man. brought her on campus and said can you like make a healthier version for our players yep and she said yeah i could do that oh yeah that, so that, that ain't nothing yeah it, it was it was impressive so he got a chance to to sell the school a little bit too uh also while we got uh What's B. John Robinson like going to say? Yeah, the bubble, amazing. <laughs> no, the don't, bubble's popping. Don't start with the bubble. Start somewhere else. <laughs> start somewhere else. The bubble is popping. I mean, the facilities. Talk, but, yeah, just don't mention that. Everything else is cool. Though. Talk about your new locker room. Talk about there the Lambo agreement. Talk about the new stadium upgrades. Texas talk about one fun. All that. Yes, exactly, exactly. Pancake factories. Yeah. Talk about all that. Um, that that's probably the way to go there. Yeah, Nolan Smith really showed out us uh, a couple others the vertical was 41.5 if you haven't seen when you see a guy vert over 40 inches it, it's a little different and then yo that's like touching almost the top of the square of the backboard type stuff yeah no that's silly that is silly and my personal favorite the broad jump 10 8 when they go up over 10 feet zay is when i start to really pay attention i think anything up over 10 is really special he's at 10 Eight and remember, you got to land that. You have to land it and not move. Right. They don't let you just hit and roll. So that broad jump number is really impressive. Yo, I saw Nolan Smith get interviewed yesterday, and he was he thought that he ran a bad forty. Yeah. He thought he was like, yeah, I felt like I only went eighty five percent. He was mad when he heard. He was four, mad four, when he heard six or <laughs> four, four, seven. He was pissed. He was pissed. And then Stacey Dales went over to him and said, hey, man, they, they, the officials are 439. He was like, oh, okay. Then he was like, okay. 
Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. All right, because cool. he said the trainers told him it looked good, and and you know the, the people that were there. That is wild. Nolan Smith was incredible. We'll mention some of those other names of guys that that really showed out. But uh, the Longhorns, they I thought looked really good. Uh, I've been able to watch most of it. I haven't watched every bit of the workout for Overshown. I was dealing with the weather stuff last night and some work things and, and other stuff. But I was able to see Coburn and Ojimo pretty much all the way through. And then uh, overshone a little bit of it. I thought they all looked really good. I don't know that any of them drastically improved the stock, but I didn't think any of them hurt themselves at all. What do you think as a Longhorn fan watching? Yeah, I think they were solid. You know, Morrow Ojimo, he was about what five two, five one two at one point. And then Keandre Coburn was five two seven. So I like that. Then Demo when he went four five, what four, four five nine? I think I'm seeing four five six. Four five six. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he was flying. He yeah. was flying. So, hey, 6'3", 230. NFL guys, they like that. Yeah. They like that speed. It's just, you know, we saw sometimes him get lost. Just And I think that came from the transition of being a safety to a linebacker. And he was a lot better this year, and you got to give Jalen Ford a lot of credit for that to let, you know, DeMarion Overshaw play freely. But, you know, the year prior, NFL guys go look at that film, that's going to be some tough film. Because, mm-hmm. you know, him and Brockemeyer, you know, we know what happened again, five yeah. and seven. Yep. So it's, it's just about him locking into the playbook and – you know, whatever team that selects him, they better know that hey, he's kind of a Swiss Army knife guy. And if you utilize him that way and utilize his strengths and maybe don't put too much responsibility on him, he could thrive. Yeah, I mean, there's obviously you knew there'd be some freakiness to overshone four, five, six, and then the broad jump was ten four. So he's out over over ten feet there. I thought Coburn looked really good. Six two three thirty two. I'm seeing five two two on his best forty. One eight two on the ten yard. Split. I thought that was good for a guy that big for 332, 25 and a half vert, eight and a half on the broad jump, which I think we had that information yesterday as we were rounding out the show. But I liked his drills. Zay, he needed to show the dancing bear qualities. He needed to show good feet. I thought he did. I thought everything was fluid for him like it needed to be when they're asking him to turn through those pads and, and angle everything. You make sure everything angle is short. Because you're trying to get the shortest possible route to a quarterback. I thought Coburn was good. Ojimo, uh, what, 504, I think, on his best 40, 33 on the vert, 9 right. 4 broad jump, the 177 on the 10 yard. He was, and he looked great. Ojimo looked, looked fantastic yeah, yeah. yesterday. He, he looked so good. I was like, damn, is he too small? Man. You know, yeah. and hopefully that doesn't cost them anything. But yeah, you got to give love to Bo Davis and what he's done at the forty with these defensive linemen. I mean, they love playing for him. And Keandre Coburn, he's been quoted saying how much of improvement that he gets credit from Bo Davis. Just you know, making sure his techniques a lot better than what it's been previous years that we've seen down here at Texas. And I think that's been or that's been benefiting him at the combine. That's also going to benefit him when he gets to the league yeah no doubt no doubt if you had some thoughts on the combine let us know today it is the defensive backs that will show up it is going to be uh the corners and safeties today this usually ends up being a really fun day with 40s with all the different drills zay for you i know i know he'll be good if you tell me he's good considering where he went to school just keep the name antonio johnson in your mind the A&M safety is a big deal in this, supposedly in this draft. 
I'm seeing him ranked right here as the number one safety in the group. Ooh. I want you to tell me what you think. I want, I want to know what your eyes think. Third-party observer, but also a the other side of the rivalry kind of observer. He's going to be maybe a part of uh, a, a big part of today, one of those names that people are looking for. So, yeah, uh, 6'3", man. He's big. Oh, he's man. a big safety That boy. wingspan is incredible. Uh, it be interesting to see how he translates to that next level. Today it's 2 o'clock again on NFL Network. We'll keep talking uh, Combine as we roll through the show. We've also got some basketball to get to. Real quick, Specs text line's already fired up, 337-3776. I love this. Somebody heard our promo where I was asking about if a woman outdrives a woman. We were talking about the Tiger Woods story and whatever. And I said, what, <laughs> yeah, yeah. what happens if a woman outdrives a woman? Somebody texted, in my 20s, uh, from a female listener, in my 20s, a guy took me on a date to a driving range. I outdrove him, and he never called me again. I didn't care. P.S. I'm a girl. Wow. Dude, that would be so sexy to me. Right? That's hot. I love that stuff. I dated a girl back. My first real girlfriend had grown up as a bowler. And we went on a date, and she tore me up on the lanes. Yeah. I thought it was one of the sexiest things I'd ever seen. She like she threw, I think, like a two thirty five, like like, and, and was pissed. Right. She was that kind of bowler. I loved it. I loved every second of it. But yeah, I, I could have dealt with that in my twenties. But I'm not a golf guy either. I don't have like pride on the golf golf course. So if you outdrive me, that's sexy to me. Yo, loving basketball. Omar Epps, Sanaa Lathan. They playing a little pickup game in the dorm room. Omar Epps loses on purpose. Genius. Mm. What happened after? He got the draws. There you go. There you, you go. You know what I'm saying? See? Yep. This guy on the driving range wasn't paying attention. He wasn't paying attention. Wasn't paying attention. We appreciate all those female listeners out there sending us texts. We appreciate all of our listeners on the Specs text line, 337-3776. Up next, Zay's going to get you all set up for Texas and Kansas. Still a lot to play for for both teams. Obviously, Kansas gets all that regular season Big 12 title, but the Longhorns do not want to stumble at home to finish out the season at the Moody Center. Zay will give you the key things to look for next on the Horn. up through tarmac to the sun again or to fly to the sun without burning a wing to lie in a meadow and hear the grass sing to have all these things in our memories wow i'm not gonna lie i thought the music would start playing by now i'm gonna guess that this is not on the jizza album i have to listen to next week <laughs> definitely not on liquid swords wow chad and zay <laughs> that was deep it was deep What's like going on there? Oh, here we go. Yeah, a lot of drugs here. Yeah, a trip. Just a lot. Yeah. I mean, the engineer is gone. The guy that let him in the studio. <laughs> the guy pressing the buttons. Gone. The dude that comes in to sweep the floors after they're done is gone. Everybody's gone on this one. Yeah, nothing like a little... 70s acid. Man, uh, I'm not even sure to know where to start here because this has got all kinds of things to it. Um, man. Yeah, I don't know. The Moody Blues. Okay. Yeah. 
Ride my seesaw. Totally makes sense. Yep. Moody Blues. That's that's a perfectly logical guess from that time frame. Should have been able to come up with that one. Moody Blues fans, I apologize. What am I talking about? They're not awake right now. They're, (laughs) they're They're spacing out just like these guys are. They're on another place. Whole another place. Moody Blues getting us started today on this Friday. We hope you are having a good one. Uh, there is all kinds of stuff going on today um, off of the conversation from the end of the last segment. I dated a girl who played basketball at St. Ed's. I was an average high school player. She beat me like 15-7 and one-on-one. Great legs, though. There you go. I feel that. It can happen. Uh, the promo yeah. that I made out of the question the other day about it, what happens if you're a woman and you outdrive a man on a golf course? What do you? What's the joke? What do you do off of that Tiger Woods story? And now we're just getting stories of when Yo, girls outperform guys in sports. Swallow your pride. Damn. Swallow it. It don't matter. Darren Waller, I just saw he's about to marry uh, Kelsey Plum, the WNBA player that – Went to Washington, lefty number one pick. Okay. I know it's WNBA, so it might be hard for you to follow. But she was a <laughs> former number one pick, really good player. She probably crushes them in hoops. Yeah. You don't care. Yeah, just right. There are certain things. I mean, you know, like what's the uh, – who who's the NFL player that's married to the soccer player? Obviously she kills him in soccer, right? Who's oh, uh, uh, um, It's not Kelsey. It's no, no, no. Hertz. It's the uh, – Zach Ertz. Zach Ertz. Yeah yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. His his wife is like on the national team. For sure. So obviously, she's going to kill him there. Um, Yo, one of my idols is Stedman. Oprah's man. Ooh, I, He's the GOAT. Yeah. You kidding me? That takes a what? lot. What? I don't have to come to any events, honey? What? I could just stay at the big-ass mansion all day long and live off you? Shoot. Checking boxes. And we don't got to get married? Shoes. Checking boxes. <laughs> You're right. Come on. Well done. Yeah. No. It's that's. Uh, it, it it can do a lot, a lot of different ways. Different strokes for different folks, man. There's a lot of different ways to do it. All right. If you want to sh- uh, throw something at a specs text line is three three seven three seven seven six. What you think of the combine yesterday? Are there any freaks that we haven't mentioned that you want to talk about? We'll get to some of those other names. Uh, three Longhorns looked really good, and Nolan Smith of Georgia certainly looked great. Right now, though, we need to get into some basketball. It is time for the right call segment. Texas and Kansas rounding out the regular season. Zay, it doesn't mean everything. It could mean to the Longhorns, but they certainly don't need to drop this game. That's right, Chad. The Right Call segment brought to you by Syntex Tickets. Go to SyntexTickets.com for your concert, theater, stand-up, and sports tickets. Hey, Shelby, get them to me. Get them to me quick. Go to SyntexTickets.com. Yeah, unfortunately, the Horns aren't playing for a tie for the Big 12 championship, but there's more important things to look forward to. I'd rather have a national championship than a Big 12 championship. How about that? (laughs) And going into this game, you just want to get the momentum and chemistry back. You've lost three out of the last five. You've lost two back-to-back, the only back-to-back losses that you had all year. You've been terrific at the mood all season long, only losing one game to Kansas State, who put up 116 on you. And you have a chance to be a team that is looking to get a number one overall seed. Like, they're Probably going to get a number one seed regardless out of the four that you get, but they're looking for a number one overall seed because they have 15 quad one wins, and if they beat Texas, that'll make it 16, which that leads the nation by a ton. So the last game at Allen Fieldhouse when the Horns went up there, 88-80, to Grady Dick went off. 
for 21. And they only hit two threes that game, Chad. Kansas only hit two threes that game. Just so, two? Just two. Oh, wow. And they were huge threes. It was a nasty Grady Dick step back, which Coach Terry had to call a timeout then. And then there was a huge Grady Dick three in the corner, which also led to one of those runs. So Joseph Yesufu, he was the player of the game in that one. He had 19 minutes and had 14 points off the bench. And kind of like what we've seen as of late, Chad, you see Keontae George go out in the Baylor game. He has zero points. You lose. You see Mike Miles go out. 0 for 8, only one point. He literally missed the tech that Coach Terry had. He only made one of those, so had one point in that game. You lose that, and then rewind back to the Kansas game. Their leading score, probably Big 12 player of the year. Jalen Wilson has two points, and you don't win. God, forgotten about that. So it's like, it's... It's weird. This team is so hard to look at and judge, especially going into March because of their. We know they're good at home, which you gotta love that. But you ain't playing at home in the tournament. After this game, this is it. Everything else is on the road. Now it's neutral, so that's a big difference than straight up playing on the road. But you don't like those stats. And again, these last three games, you're getting dominated on the boards by double digits. I know we talked to Jeff Howe yesterday. He made a good point. They are going to lose some games on the boards, but you don't want to lose by double digits. Right. I was going to say the in the previous Kansas game, it was five. You can live with that. Right. You can live with that. Take that. Yeah. You can take that. Marcus Carr had a good... Second half, 29 points. Timmy Allen, he was eyed too. A lot of those trash points that Timmy Allen has been getting as of late. So that that 18 is like fool's gold. But these last three losses, Chad, uh, 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 the last three losses against Texas Tech, they get 41 rebounds, you get 29. Against Baylor, they get 37, you get 25. And then against TCU, they get 46, you get 28. So they're getting obliterated yeah. on the boards. And that's the guards. They got to step up and crash the boards too. Even leaving your man because, you know, everybody's scared of the best time for a three-point shooter to shoot is from an offensive rebound because it's like practice. You know, when you shoot in practice and somebody's rebounding for you under the rim, that's the best pass ever. Not from the wing or not from the top of the key to the wing because you got to catch it and then swing your body around to square up for your shot. When you're getting that pass from inside of the from lane, underneath. you're already square. So mm. it's it's routine. It's what you grew up with. You know, you grow up with somebody getting the rebound for you when you're getting shots up. So everybody's comfortable shooting those shots. So Texas, they're scared to go crash the boards because they don't want to leave these shooters. No, go crash the boards, all five. Mm. Serge Abari Rice, Tyrese Hunter, Marcus Carr. Y'all have to help these bigs. Y- y'all do, especially when Coach Terry goes small, which going back and watching some of the game last night, I did not like with, with how they got killed on the boards, 46-28 to 28 against TCU, you can't end the game with Timmy Allen playing your four. It, you just can't happen. I, I, that can't happen. I know Coach Terry, that's a problem because you want your three good guards out there, Carr, Rice, and Hunter, but you might have to take Timmy Allen out at times, maybe get the Sue in there or Cunningham, uh, take him out. I don't know, but when those guys are in at the same time, and it's a way they you could see what you saw on the rebounded margin. Just 18 more rebounds. Those things can't happen. That 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 can't happen tomorrow. Obviously, you have to slow Jalen uh, Wilson down. But with the way Kansas has been playing, they don't necessarily need Jalen Wilson to win games. Kevin McCullough has been amazing this year. He'll probably get Defensive Player of the Year in the Big 12. 
He, he probably will. Him at 6'6", again, since Self has put the ball in his hands more and taken the ball out of DeWan Harris' hands as much, that's that's a lot better for Kansas. So I, I think the Horns could win tomorrow just because I think they're embarrassed for these last two losses. And then the corral and the mood, that's a huge advantage. But, sure. again, you're playing against a team that's trying to be a number one seed. They still have a lot to play for. They do. Bill Self's going to go in with that mindset. Like, guys, we get a number one overall seed and really control our destiny. We could, you know, I haven't looked at all the regions and stuff, but they're going to get a region that's close to Kansas so they could travel well. We know that fan base travels well Mm -hmm. regardless during this time of year. And I'm expecting a really good game. You know, they're not big like some of these other teams in the Big 12. K.J. Adams at 6'7". He plays majority of their minutes at their five. Sometimes they play Uday, and he's around 6'9", and he had a terrific game. The eight minutes that he gave uh, the Horns, he had six points in those eight minutes. Had a couple of nasty dunks and one dunk just to get the crowd hype. You can't have things like that happen. So Brock Cunningham, he has to do a lot better with his shooting. When Brock Cunningham's shooting well, the Horns, you know, the trajectory mm-hmm. goes up out the ass so you need guys like that to step up you need Marcus Carr to get back in that rhythm you need Tyrese Hunter to keep on doing what he's doing I love what Dylan DeSue's doing Timmy Allen he has to move without the ball and get going early with those pull-up jumpers and get into the line and Timmy Allen he hasn't been shooting free throws as of late but it goes back to legs like this team is tired and that's what you worry about in the Big 12, you know, some yeah, we've teams. Had, we've had listeners texting this week about that, that they the, the guard looks tired. They said cars looking a little tired, but then everybody just kind of looks fatigued right now. Yeah, so. and that's why I'm saying, like, the nine-man rotation, we got to get back to those freshmen. They got to give you more. They have to. They, they just have to. Christian Bishop, he looks tired. You know, he hasn't yeah. been himself since Kansas State, and he had uh, 14 points in the second half. So... so I'm still nervous, just like I've been these last couple of weeks. It's just Big 12 is brutal, and I'm so glad it's kind of coming to an end, even though I'm looking forward to the Big 12 tournament. But Texas has a huge opportunity tonight. I mean, tomorrow, Lenardi still has them at number two, as a number two seed. Mm-hmm. We'll see what happens. They could easily lose the next two games and have to wait till the tournament to see where they're going to be placed next Sunday. If they lose these next two games, I could see them going to a number three seed, especially with how good Shaka Smart's Marquette squad is doing, which is a very annoying for obvious reasons. But yeah, you can't, you gotta be clicking at the right time. And that's all I'm looking for tomorrow night. I need to see some type of rhythm and chemistry and some type of momentum going into the tournament. Right now, Lenardi has them as the two seed in Denver. The seven seed would be Iowa, which doesn't really have any kind of weird connections. But th- right now, he has a matched up with Tennessee in the Sweet Sixteen. I would not want to play Iowa. Okay, hell no. Nope, they, they, they just beat uh, 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 Michigan State. Michigan State, and they beat Indiana by like thirty. Yeah, the comeback was Michigan State. Yeah, and then beat yeah. 
beat Indiana bad. Uh, that's just to give you an idea where Lenardi has Texas right now. He's got Texas and Kansas State still sitting on that two line. Texas and Kansas tomorrow at 3 o'clock, so it is a 2.30 pregame for you. Also, if you're watching those other teams, Iowa State's going to be at Baylor. Kansas State is going to be at West Virginia. And if you're a Longhorn fan, you're rooting for Iowa State and West Virginia because Baylor and Kansas State are those two teams that you're kind of fighting with in the standings to get the best seating for the Big 12 tournament. Uh, that game is 3 o'clock tomorrow. We'll keep talking about that. Coming up at one o five, a really bizarre conversation out of the NFL, but one we think you will enjoy. Zay found a story about the NFLPA. They've just released a report about every team in the NFL and how they treat their players. Interesting to find out where do the Cowboys rank, what are some of the specifics they found there, who's the worst team in the league, where are the Texans. We'll get into all of that at one. Up next, though, in the crap bag. They knew, but it still didn't matter, and the XFL kicks a dude out for what now? We'll tell you on the horn. Chad and Zay. Oh, come on, Jack. Always dug his voice. Great white and once bitten twice shy. Gotta be the biggest hit they had. Oh, yeah? Yeah. There were some others. There were some other decent ones. Always loved Lady Red Light. Singing a song about, you know, Lady of the Evening mm. and some of the struggles. Was their Roxanne? But uh, yeah, once bitten, twice shy was big. Trivia on this video: this video has the girl that eventually was in the cherry pie warrant video. She's in this one too. She dated a few guys. Oh, uh, she got around, huh? In the business, she ended up marrying, I believe, the warrant lead singer. They met on that set, I think. But she is also in this one. Bobby Brown was her name, by the way. It's oh. another weird little trivia there. Great White and the Moody Blues getting us started today. Lots of sports uh, on the, the docket, obviously. Coming up at 1.30, we'll get you our Flex 30 segment. Best of luck to all the teams still in the basketball playoffs around these parts. Stony Point fans are very excited about their matchup. Uh, that comes up at 7.30 tonight. The San Marcos folks are in the same building. They're at the Northside ISD facility in San Antonio. They'll go at 5.30. Winners play each other. This is Sweet 16 now in uh, the high school basketball playoffs. You play Sweet 16 tonight, and the uh, regional final, round of eight, Elite Eight game, would be tomorrow afternoon. Pretty quick turnaround. So we'll get into all of that. Zay just got you some uh, info on Texas and Kansas. Big one at the Moody Center tomorrow. Get on out there and say goodbye to the Moody Center for basketball for this season. What a wild first season the Moody Center had. You couldn't have predicted that it was going to roll out the way it did. But as of right now, Zay, they've only lost one game. It'd be really nice to close it out that way. You only would have lost the one to Kansas State. And then you look forward to year two of the Moody Center whoever the coach is going to be, whatever's going to happen with this team. But even with the craziness with Chris Beard, for them to only have lost one game by this point, 
It's pretty impressive. It is pretty impressive. I mean, the corral's popping. You knew when they made the mood and they said only 10,000 would get in, the horns could have an advantage. And at the end of the day, you still got to put a good product on the court. I mean, we wouldn't know if this team wasn't good, you know, for majority of the season, what it could have looked like. Because we've seen what happens when Texas isn't good, but that was in the Irwin Center. So we'll see what happens in year two. Very eager. Like you said, we don't know what – the co- coaching situation will be like I feel I feel like we'll get a hint in this next three weeks or so mm-hmm. but yes still a lot much of question out there so yeah I'm with it the mood's been terrific and the horns they gotta get get one tomorrow yeah it's gonna be big three o'clock tomorrow with Texas and Kansas. All right, let's get you a little crap bag here. Zay's going to love this XFL story. Plus, the baseball story's pretty wild, too. Chad's crap bag. Crap bag. If you need an easy way to remember it, just think of a bag of crap. All right. Brought to you by AV Consultations. 255-8678 or go to avconsultations.com. Before I get fair with the XFL, let's talk baseball. They've got spring training started and you've probably seen there's a lot of different, you know, rules changes and things that they're looking at, pitching clocks and uh, the, you know, trying to shorten games and everything and they've really liked some of the things, the results they've had. Well, the Twins ended up with something that they didn't quite expect, but Eventually, they still got through it. So Kenta Maeda, the pitcher, is throwing in a spring training game, and they've got this technology called PitchCom that's hooked up. And I think this is going to be going on in the regular season where now a coach is able to talk directly to the catcher. He'll have an earpiece in. He can just talk to him. Fastball, curveball, hey, let's go slider, whatever. Um, Let's throw him the back door, blah, 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 and then you do that. And I can't remember if – I think it's just the catcher. I don't know that the pitcher can hear as well. Um, I may have this technology a bit mixed up in my head. I think it's just the catcher. But anyway, what happened in this game is they realized pretty quickly, the catcher realized that the batters could hear the call. Like the volume was off or some setting was off and he couldn't control it and the batters were hearing everything. So Maeda ends up throwing two scoreless innings. He strikes out a couple of batters, and then the catcher tells him, by the way, they knew every pitch. (laughs) So he didn't know at the time. So there's a lot of psychology, I think, that goes into this, Zay. If the pitcher doesn't actually know that they're being tipped, and then the batters are maybe questioning, if they're hearing it, that doesn't necessarily mean they believe it. Right. And it was only two innings, and then they adjusted it and got maybe the volume figured out. But uh, I thought that was a pretty wild story after all that baseball's dealt with, with you know Astros and Red Sox and stealing signs and the warnings went out to the Yankees, and some people believe every team does it. But now you've got some of it that's allowed, not allowed, but you've got this extra technology that's allowed. And in this case, the other team could hear exactly what was going on. Wow. Crazy. So get that volume figured out, Yeah, Minnesota. We're going 12-5 right here. You, uh, yeah, right. Exactly. What? 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 Huh? What? Nothing. No. <laughs> no. My, no. My dog's name is Slider. I brought my dog today. See right over there? No, I mean, as the dog. I was, I was calling the dog. That, that's all that was. It's the only thing. Um, yeah, be on the lookout for a lot of those things in baseball that may look different to you. Right down to the base itself. They made the bases a little bigger in baseball this year. And one of the managers said it looks like a pizza box out there. So you got that going on. They're trying to shorten games. And in this case, Yo. you got batter that can hear a little bit with the big ass bass now mm-hmm. you're gonna see a lot more juking 
and like jumping over guys and just different maneuvers instead of the normal slides. That's a good point. Because yeah. it's so big if, what, well, a second baseman is trying to get a steal or a shortstop, whatever, then yeah. if I know a guy's tendencies, oh, he likes to do this, I might hurl a guy. Or yeah, jump around right. them. You got different angles you can yeah. use. You can run a little wider because you've got a little, you know, you just got a little more, out, a little more out there. Instead of 50, it used to be fifteen inches all the way across. So from the center out was seven and a half inches. Now it's eighteen. So center out is nine and a half. You got or nine. So you got an extra depending on how they set the base, about an extra inch and a half to two on the outside that you could use if you if, need it. If I'm like a leadoff hitter mm-hmm. and I'm supposed to be known for stealing bases. I'm going to go watch great edge rusher film and what they do. Like the drills that we see at the combine mm-hmm. where they're like going side, side, swipe. Hit the bag. Hit the bag and stuff like that. That could be useful when you're stealing bases. Just saying. I haven't really thought of that. Think about it. That's, that's deep right there. That's deep. That shows you really like the combine. It's well done. <laughs> that's well done. If you think the combine can translate to that, that's great. I'm with you. If somebody I'll, steals my ID, I want my money. Y'all, I, we got it on air. I will go with that idea. I like it. March 3rd, uh, I want my money. They steal my idea. All right, the other story, Zay, I've got to get out there. i got to be fair to these XFL stories. So if I'm going to tell you about A.J. McCarron getting emotional after a win and really appreciating his experience, i got to tell you the opposite. And here's the opposite. There's a dude for the Orlando. Orlando Guardians that's no longer an Orlando Guardian because they kicked him off the team because they found out he was sharing their plays with other teams. What does that even mean? I don't know. I have not heard the particulars of was he just texting it? Hey, by the way, when we say this, it means this. Was he emailing it out? Was he just verbally doing this? Apparently they investigated. They were able to find proof that he did it. They've kicked him off their team, and for some reason they felt the need to scrub him from the XFL record book. So what's his position? He's a, I think he's a defensive lineman. I think that's right. I think he's a defensive player. So he's showing the team's defensive plays. I think. Let me, let me, let me double check. He went to Tennessee. I will, this dude's trash. Yeah, I'll be honest. I had not looked him up specifically because I just thought, oh, my God, what are we, what are we doing? Um, where is he? Where Hope he got did some he go? coin. Yeah, I cannot find. All I'm finding is old stories. Why can't I find this? Anyway, yeah, I'm not sure. Okay, I'd, I'd have to look him up on what position it is. I'm terribly sorry there. No, it's all good. I mean, you gotta be a real piece of crap to do this. I get it. It's the XFL, and you might have boys on the other squad. Because if he's a quarterback and he's playing backup. And he's giving the plays to other defensive teams, so maybe he could become the starter. I could see that, you know, trying to sabotage the QB situation, yeah, QB one to get yeah to do something on your team. Yeah, right. Like yo, I need to start. Yo, here are the plays. Get a couple of six, pull him, <laughs> and then I'm gonna stop sending plays to these teams. That would have been genius. Yeah, so I I'm not exactly sure again all the the particulars of it, but they they were able to prove it, and he's now off the team. So there you go. So there it just depends. He is a quarterback. He's a quarterback. He's a quarterback. Okay. See, I hadn't I hadn't seen Dormay Quentin Dormay. Okay, I, I misheard it then. I thought it was a defensive <laughs> yes, player. My bad. So he's a he's a quarterback sharing plays with other teams. Why are you happy about this? That's not good. 
Yo, again, he might be backup. They didn't say he was starting. Yeah, no, I don't think he is. I don't believe he is the Orlando starter, and he's certainly not Orlando anything right now. Uh, that may like be. He's wearing twenty three in this picture. What kind of quarterback number is that? I don't know. Are you hefty lefty rocking twenty two? <laughs> that may be his last opportunity at football, right there. Um, so yeah, he is done. By the way, that team will be in action this week without him uh, tomorrow. You got one XFL game: Seattle and Vegas, six o'clock on F. FX. Stay on FX noon on Sunday. This may be the best game of the week. St. Louis with A.J. McCarron against that D.C. defense. Both teams are 2-0. and That's at noon. Orlando at Arlington is 3 o'clock on FX. If you're rolling through Arlington, you want to check the game out. 3 o'clock on Sunday. And then San Antonio goes to Houston, 7 o'clock on Sunday. So you have a triple header of XFL action on Sunday, Zay, if you need it. Noon, 3, and 7. Yo, they're treating A.J. McCarron like he's Peyton Manning. I saw him talking with Stephen A. the other day. And uh-huh. I'm like, I know y'all are promoting it because they're on the four-letter network and they're literally on y'all's network, but come on. Come maybe, on. Maybe going a little far. <laughs> far. <laughs> they've won, Hey, they're 2-0 and and they've had two comeback wins, so it's exciting for people to follow this A.J. McCarron story. And deep down, they get to see his wife every game, so that's... that's yeah, I'm with that. That's positive as right. well. Alright, there's your crap bag. We do it every day at about 12.45. Up next, a fascinating story from the NFLPA. They went and looked at every single team in the league in terms of the facilities, how they treat their players, how the teams travel, and all of that. Take a guess. Who do you think the worst team in the NFL is for all that stuff? If you think about it, I think you'll get it. That's next on The Horn.